0: Tips Podcast listeners, thank you for joining, this is Kai speaking. Today I'm here at the Tankar Dive Center together with Matt. Good afternoon. Hi Kai, good to be with you. Matt is the owner of the Tankar Dive Center, that is uh, my trusted dive center here in Playa de Carmen and uh, we are... Have... I have already spoken about diving and that it is my passion and that I really enjoy that. And um, today's podcast I want to dedicate to scuba diving. Why it can be your passion as well as well, and why you should. Try it. I prepared a couple of questions for Matt. Um, well, first of all, I would you like to introduce yourself? Uh, where can people find you here in Playa del Carmen? And then we work on the on the questions. Sure. Well, um, you said I'm the owner. I'm actually one of two owners. Um, I'm sorry <laughs> about that. <laughs> so
1: um, my um, my business partner as well, uh, like myself, is European. So um, we came to Playa del Carmen um, in 2015 to uh, to take over Tankar, which is a, a company with a lot of history, so that's why we were really interested to uh, to be part of uh, the Tankar family that's got a lot of history here in Playa del Carmen. So we're located right in the centre of town and, um, and we just love what we do every day, taking um, people out on on dive experiences. Um, it's Making great. When, people happy.
0: Yeah, it's it's quite <laughs>
1: nice that it, it's never too difficult to make people happy when they're looking at you know beautiful things either in the ocean or a particular type of dive that we have in in caverns. So that's diving underground in the jungle, which is really unique and something this particular part of Mexico agree, is, is very famous for. Um, but no, every day is great. Whether we're we're introducing someone for the first time for diving, that's brilliant to be, especially if you're the instructor and you're on the surface of the water as they come up from that first dive, uh, it's almost impossible to wipe that smile off their face. They don't even realize they're doing it sometimes, but there's just a non-stop smile. They take their regulator or their mouthpiece out of their mouth at the end of the dive and it's a huge smile. You see a lot of joy in the eyes. and Absolutely. I I agree. It's fantastic, whether it's those new people or people who've dived, um, another favorite of mine is people who've done hundreds of dives all over the world, but then they're coming diving in this part of, of mexico and they see they see the type of different things that we can provide for them and they're just blown away by the variety of, of life and experiences that there are underwater here in in mexico
0: great great i have the same experience when guiding that's that's why i totally uh, agree with you sorry sorry um when you're talking about the the smile you can't wipe it off the face it's uh, we have the same uh, passion apparently as well. <laughs> you say you want to see, see those people happy and it's not very difficult to do so. At I'm, least. I'm
1: selfish. I do this because I want to make people happy. Like that, <laughs> that's what, I, I, get, I get something out of it. I, I really like it when I make people you go happy. Home so happy. I'm, I'm doing it selfishly. I want to make you happy so I see you smile because I like that. Yes. So that's, that's my that's selfishness. That's what I always say. It's a vicious happy circle. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you're happy to like it, that's great. But I'm, I, the thing I want to see is you happy. So that, that
0: great. i managed to achieve that most We best. have that coming. common. Uh, Okay, uh, well, thank you for, for the quick uh, introduction. Let's, let's start with, a, with, a, with my first question. Um, well, besides making people happy, what is the beauty, what is the magic of scuba diving? What makes it so special that uh, you or we, the two of us, would actually like to see every person to at least give it a try?
1: It's a difficult one. I think different people find different elements of it exciting, um, or beautiful, or magical. Um, for me, I Why really you like the magical. Sorry, everyone. Everyone's got something different. Though. for me, I really like the idea that. I'm completely free and I can go wherever I want. And when I'm in my shop, I have to explain to people if they wanted to go up to the the top floor and explore what's going on around there, they'd have to maybe get a ladder and wander up there and stuff. When you're in the ocean and you're surrounded by water, you're completely weightless. It's like you're floating in outer space and you want to float on up there to the top corner of my shop and see what's (laughs) lurking over the counter. Spoiler alert, it's just some dust. Um, But if you want to do that, you can do that in the ocean. You can be wherever you want to be and you've got this total freedom to, to be floating floating and to be neutrally buoyant and just suspended in mid-water or it would feel like you're in mid-air. Um, and I really like that freedom and, and flexibility that you have underwater. For other people it's, it's the feeling that they're exploring a world that not many people get to see. Most of our, our world is covered by water but very few people are even on the water and even fewer under the water. So there is something to be said for sort of being Somewhere close to everyone else, millions of people come to Riviera Maya each year. Yeah, but almost all of them stay above water and don't see that extra element that we have to offer. If they get in the water, it's probably the pool bar. Yeah, maybe that's, <laughs> like yeah that's only because they fell off the pool bar yes. they the the they're Underwater, underwater yes. briefly, but when you're down there and you you're you're in this completely new world. They've, all this has been happening for millions of years and we're only really starting to, to see it and understand it now. And that's really exciting to be, to be part of and to have almost your eyes open to wow, this entire world is down here and it's accessible to me and I never easy. knew it before. Easy. And it's, I mean, nothing, we always say that in scuba diving, nothing's easy until it's explained and you do it. So sure. I wouldn't say it's easy. It's things that we need to explain to you to make sure that you do it safely, yeah. but it's certainly enjoyable. You know?
0: But, um, from my point as a let's I would call myself as an experienced scuba diver, it is easy once you reach that level. Exactly. I, I, I hear you, he, I understand. It's because
1: we're used to training people from all levels. Yes. So I don't want to say to someone this is easy. Okay. because gotcha. you might not feel like oh if, if I tell you it's easy and then you have some struggles
0: that's no. not going to be very I nice for you. So, my very first dive, that was not easy at all. No, That's exactly. so, so everyone
1: finds different <laughs> elements of it, uh, challenging, yes. but what the, the really nice thing about sort of, you know, by, by diving with a dive center with a lot of experience here, like yeah. that we have here, or many of the other dive centers in the town are fantastic training facilities, but we've got those tips and tricks to, yes. to be able to help someone uh, get through either a one-day experience or a, a full certification course, Um, Or any dives that we have. We've seen it all happen before, and we have those tips and tricks um, to turn something that might be a little, someone might be a little apprehensive about something, into a really enjoyable experience. So you can get to see all the cool stuff that we know and love under the water.
0: I hear you, and I, I totally agree. You mentioned that it is a different or another world. And that's where, where I go with it's magical. That's why I wrote down the, the beauty and magic. It is a different world down there. And um, the, the weightlessness is, is really, really the, the freedom as you said, and what I really enjoy is that you are alone with your mind. It, this is something what, what every time I go down there, it is like you, you turn a switch and then it's all yours. It's a great time
1: to think. You can really ponder things. It's interesting though, there is some new technologies coming out. Um, We we regularly dive with a pretty standard mask um, and a mouthpiece called a regulator, quite similar to how you might have a mask for a snorkel um, and then something in your mouth. Now obviously with that type of setup, you can't talk. There is an alternative sort of um, mask that's out now called a full face mask. Oh yeah, and I've seen this that. does allow you to talk. And some people are saying, oh, you've got to try the full face mask. It's great, you can talk. I am like, why would I? Don't, I? <laughs> I don't really want to talk, but definitely I don't want to hear Listen. other people talking. Yes. I, I want to have this experience. Obviously we're diving with buddies, so we're not alone, but it's our time to, to almost have some time to reflect and just, just enjoy the natural mm-hmm. environment that we have around us. Rather than having a chat about what we're seeing on TV at the moment, so I, I hear you. I, I actually like that separation. I'm, I'm. Don't anticipate, you. Um, you know, wanting to dive with a full face mask in the near future because I do enjoy, like you said, that isolation feeling. Yes. That you get time alone with yourself. And,
0: and yeah. meditation. And yeah. For me, it has a. a t- I'm not good at meditating at all, but this part of of going down there for me, it is diving into literally diving into another world. And as you say, reflection, just being alone with your mind. That is, um, I really enjoy that and you should give it a try. Um, talking about families, uh, well, many families travel with their kids. Obviously they want to show them the beauty of the world. The world is getting closer or distances are getting closer and closer. So traveling with kids is a no brainer these days. How about scuba diving with kids? Um, My boys are 11 and 12 years old, I want to get them certified, is that possible? What is the the starting age? What is a good age to get kids in the water? Well, getting kids in the water as soon as you can. The the big thing with
1: scuba diving is you're going to enjoy it more if you're confident in the water, so particularly if you've got the mindset to have your kids go on vacation to sunny tropical climates or anywhere where there's going to be the ocean even if you're very landlocked, get your kids in local pools and get them experience with water to from an early my, time. But I know you're what you're right, saying about you're right. the, in terms of learning to dive, we can actually work with families with kids from eight years and up. Um, So between uh, ages of 8 and 9 we can do an experience called the paddy bubble maker. Now this is something that we do in confined water and we don't go any deeper than 2 meters during that exercise. Um, But it's a great experience for for kids to actually feel what it's like to breathe underwater, which is a very unique experience. Like you know, they've spent the first 8 years of their lives breathing above water, these will be the first breaths that they take you know, underwater, you're looking at sort of um, around about six to eight feet underwater. So, you know, that's a very memorable experience for those kids. And it often gives them the appetite to then maybe on their next vacation to come back and and give it another try. Either trying something with a Discover Scuba Dive program or the full certification called the Open Water Diver course.
0: So with confined water, you're talking about a pool? We can do it in a pool,
1: so we regularly do it in some of the hotel pools in the area, or um, we can do it in an area called a cenote. Now, the cenotes are something very specific to this region. Um, the areas that we're going to in the cenotes are open water cenotes. They're quite large, open uh, open water spaces, kind of like a small lake.
0: Yeah, um, that's so how In it these as well. in
1: these conditions, with like for me, lakes give ideas of brown water because in cold. England England lakes are cold and not very <laughs> no, nice but it's we're very lucky here. here we're very yes. lucky here we've got reasonably warm uh freshwater lakes in the middle of the jungle yeah. um, and these have absolutely sparklingly clear Crystal water clear. um it's it's lovely to see there's um, a fair bit of life in there as well uh, and the kids in particular really enjoy it and like I say it's an excellent experience Many to
0: notice I describe as an underwater garden yes because the visibility and the plants and the fishes are like an aquarium you are, you are in a in a fish tank. Yeah. And kids love that. I, they I they certainly do. And
1: and beyond that, that that age of eight and nine, once they once they hit the, the big one zero, um, they actually have a much bigger array of, of opportunities available to them. So at 10 years old and above we can, as with any non-diver, we can either do a Paddy Discover scuba dive program, which is a one-day experience yeah. which involves a small portion of confined water training, um, followed by two dives in the ocean. Um, We have a maximum depth of 12 meters or 40 feet for that or they can do um, the full open water course. Now the open water course would involve a day of training in a a local swimming pool here, that's specially built for diver training. So we've got multiple different depths to be able to train skills at at different levels with with the children or any adult as well who's looking to learn to dive, followed by two afternoons in the ocean. Um, After that, they would actually be certified to dive for life up to a depth of 18 meters or 60 feet. Within
0: one day, they would be certified? No, this was... I misunderstood.
1: No, so the, the first one I was describing was the PADI Discover Scuba Dive yeah. program and then the other option is the open, open water, water training. Gotcha. Yeah. Now the open water days. training the open water training is three days and the full course gets you certified to 18 meters or 60 feet. That's a lot but, for a 10 year old. <laughs> but for 10, uh, for anyone who is 10 and 11, once they're certified they still wouldn't be able to dive more than 40 feet or 12 meters. Okay, So is. we would adjust the course um, for them during during, uh, during that time so they would leave with a training co- uh, a certification called junior open water Oh, okay. but that is not actually restrictive in itself whilst they're still young It does have those restrictions for their safety, but Obviously. actually if they then turn 15 They're then treated like any other open water diver Okay, um, changes
0: immediately once they turn 15. all they need to be
1: is 15 okay. um, And also once they're um, once they're 12 12 to 14 they still can then go to um, the 18 meters that any other um, Open water diver can go to. Um, it's once they're 15, they're then treated as a full open water diver. That sounds
0: like a like a great adventure for a, for a youngster. Is that an um, an activity or a certification the, the entire family can do? Um, would that be an option? Like thinking about families. well we like dad, to have we
1: like to have nice small groups yes. here, so we wouldn't ever train more than four people at once. Although we're technically allowed to, we just feel that it's not, you know, the, well, I'm not talking give about the a most... Mexican
0: family with 11 kids. Yeah, <laughs> I, well, we can do
1: it, but we definitely give you quite a few instructors to, see. to, to keep that family in control, to keep that rodeo under control. <laughs> okay. um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's the the training is the same. whether Once they turn to that 10 years old, whether they're doing Discover Scuba Diving or Open Water Courses, yeah. the training is the same. The difference is the outcome in terms of whether they end up with a junior Open Water Certification or an Open Water Certification and Depending the difference the is the depth so yeah. in, in terms of the actual training the mum and dad can do it alongside the kids that's no problem at all everyone can learn together um, the actual skills that are required are exactly the same okay um, so it's a great one to combine and, and do as a family there are also options as well what I think I often advise clients if they know quite a bit ahead of time that they're looking to come to this sort of resort based location they can actually start learning back in their home country I heard about
0: that Paddy is offering that online course
1: so there's two options you can either do um, the the paddy e-learning course which yeah. means you can start knocking out the theory yeah. back home in the comfort of your own home with your home Wi-Fi on either a tablet or not on a, your or a laptop, time, and though. you're not wasting your vacation time learning yeah um, that's the theory that gets the theory done yeah. back home before you come on vacation you'd still need to spend the three days with us going through the pool um, and then the, the ocean dives four dives over two days yeah but the advantage is you've got all that theory done so once your dives are over with you can go back and relax um, and you're not Don't having to concentrate yeah. on, on theory but the absolute sort of maybe most convenient option if you have the time and you can find a local paddy training facility in your area is that you get in touch with the local paddy instructor and you ask to do what's called a referral course yeah. now this means your local paddy instructor will probably be able to issue with a um, an open water manual and some videos for you to watch locally um, and you'll also go through the pool training with that instructor locally, then when you come down to see us you actually only need two days. We'll give you a quick check in our local pool just to make sure that you remember everything that you learned back home Um, and then we'll go straight out for those four ocean dives. But all of your theory has all been checked by your local PADI instructor and all of your uh, confined water training has also taken place Prior to your uh, your arrival so in you your can, resort location, you
0: can do it even more efficiently with yes. the online course. And yeah. This you find on the website at uh, Paddy. Right? Yeah. If you
1: can go to Paddy, um, if you search for Paddy e-learning, you'll find that. Um, the one thing to note is that if you have a particular destination in mind, you do need to assign yourself to your ultimate um, Paddy dive shop, though, where you're going to complete your course. Okay. Um, because they will ask you for the store number. So if you if you know that you would like to go to a particular area to learn to dive, search for a paddy um, dive shop, find, maybe get in touch with a few of them, see which one you feel most comfortable with, ask them for their store number and you'll be able to input that into the paddy system and make sure that you're assigned to that store at the point you purchase your paddy e-learning. So there's
0: quite some preparation necessary this
1: Just diving sure diving is a is a very is something we definitely always want to make sure we're prepared for it's a very personal thing yeah. so it's actually a, a, probably a good thing that it requires you to sort of know which store you're going to Don't you want to wrong. know with. You're going to go with a store that's going to give you the, the peace of mind, the safety and the comfort, and the training level that is going to match with what you're expecting. Okay. So it's probably a good idea to give maybe a ring round or at least send a few emails yeah. to a few dive shops in a particular resort. See which ones are, are maybe most responsive and they're answering your questions the best Actually, they can and then go go with that one.
0: Yeah, I, I totally agree. I had yesterday, the, the I was speaking about the, talking about the, pod, in the podcast about reaching out to tour operators, and that you should do that by email, and the way they respond, the time, and 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 that's the way you should. Well, of course, yeah.
1: Kai, I said all that
0: because I was listening to your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay, of course, I agree. Well, um, uh, for for um just a quick in in 1 minute what is PADI we were talking about PADI because we know what it is but uh, parent or obviously people are listening which never have been scuba diving they don't know what is PADI okay. just just 1 minute what is PADI
1: so PADI stands for the Professional Association of Dive Instructors okay so it's um, an organization based in the United States of America that has a particular syllabus for how they feel it is best to train a diver yeah. there are no laws about this anyone can walk in off the street and decide they want to train someone <laughs> yes. they might not be Terribly good at it, or have any experience <laughs> in it at all. So the Advanced advantage hungry. of the, the advantage of PADI is that they have um, they have some standards which make it a very structured approach. Yes. There is room for flexibility in there, but they're very clear about what needs to be taught and what the what the student needs to know, and some good ways and t- tips and tricks for how you might train that student. Yes. So the end result is that you end up with divers who are certified as PADI open water divers. They have a predictable level of training and knowledge. So, so that when a, they go anywhere in the world, oh, people understand that. Yes. that they will know how to dive, they know what they're doing. Okay. They're, they're training that they maybe don't even need another instructor in the water with them in future. If they know the waters in which they're diving, they can just go with a buddy who's also a paddy or another agency trained diver, yeah. and they both know how to look after each other right. and to execute a safe dive. Yeah. Now it's many people come to resort locations and they will take a professional dive instructor with them as their guide, because those dive instructors know where the fish are hanging out. They know how to get on Always the boat. Makes sense. They know where to drop the anchor. They know all this sort of stuff. Those logistic things, that's when, you know, you can still use professional dive instructors or dive masters as guides because if you're not familiar with those waters, it's still great to have that because otherwise you're probably gonna miss all the cool stuff. Exactly. Um, so you don't wanna be sort of swimming around through the sand when actually the reef was only 100 meters <laughs> further south from where you were. So I agree. there's still advantages of continuing to have professional um, guides and instruction in the future, but the, the paddy course um, is designed to turn you into uh, a diver that will is able to plan and execute their own dive, yeah. but paddy's not the only option. Like we're, we're a paddy dive centre because. We really like the way in which Paddy chooses to execute the courses. Yeah. Um, worldwide, Paddy certifies around about 70% of the world's divers, but there are other dive schools. You might want to look at something like SSI, uh, Naui, CMAS, or BZAC, are also very big diving, uh, diving organizations, and they offer similar things to Paddy. They are centralized hubs of knowledge for yeah. their instructors to be able to learn how to pass on the information required to become an open water diver
0: okay cool now we know what is patty um what would be the next one what might be a limiting factor of um well let's say I, I the intention of this podcast is i want everybody to try uh scuba diving to dive in that new world what would be a limited limiting factor what would be a reason for some people not be able to do so
1: Well, with a lot of sports, there are often medical concerns that you have before you take part. Um, And diving's no exception. Um, If you're doing any courses with us, um, for the first time we will ask you to complete a medical form. Yeah. Um, that asks questions, I'm not going to go into too many details now no. on the podcast and frankly I don't remember all of the questions but common things that crop up would be things um, like high blood pressure, asthma, um, problems with ears and sinuses, um, problems following surgery, you know th- these, these type of things that often do pose problems with many different sports as well. The ears and sinus things are probably very dive specific. Yeah. Um, when we're diving, we are subject to different pressures underwater. Now those pressures are not a problem at all on our body because we just equalize with our ears. You've probably noticed in a plane, you feel that your ears go a bit different as your plane is ascending and descending. Yeah. It's the same idea with diving, um, but we need to know that your sinuses are working correctly so that we can equalize and solve those problems. So there are a few medical things you know we can get in touch with anyone and explain to them those medical questions that would be asked um, so those
0: were, would be asked anyway, right, those, to, we, to
1: avoid? We will ask those before you sign up, we need to know that you're going to be medically fit to dive. Perfect. Now, it's not something that requires a doctor's medical. In some parts of the world, a doctor's medical is required even if you believe you are physically fit and yeah. you, you self-declare that you have none of these issues, a doctor's certificate is required in some parts of the world. Okay. Um, here in Mexico, if you answer all of these questions truthfully and you have none of these medical issues in the question that are asked, then it's actually not required for you to visit a doctor. If you do have, um, uh, maybe uh, you've had some problems in the past with your ear, you would say that you have that. Uh, we would then either ask you to get in touch with your local physician um, or one of the physicians that we have locally available here we'll as well and they will be able to check our ones locally our specialist dive doctors so they're very experienced at, at checking people for you know diving related issues yeah. um, and they will be able to either sign you off as being fit for diving or not okay. um, and sometimes it's uh, you're not fit for diving right now maybe in six months time you will have healed more and you'll be fit for diving yeah. or s- unfortunately there are some people who won't ever be able to dive. Particular lung injuries and sometimes sinus and ear issues, it can preclude people from diving, unfortunately have, for life.
0: I have a friend who has, uh, yeah, pinched his uh, eardrum, so uh, he can will, will not, never be able to dive. But that's those are common things you, or those are things that you are aware about or if not, you go to the doctor Yeah. and it's in your own interest that you check before you go Yes, I mean, obviously. one one thing that
1: my business partner often (laughs) says is that if we were meant to be underwater we wouldn't need all this equipment and I would say If, if you can um, dive down to about 18 meters and breathe comfortably underwater, um, don't bother going for the medical. If you can breathe underwater yourself and you are just somehow a fish, then, <laughs> then fine. Don't bother with instruction, yeah. don't bother with equipment, and don't bother with the medical. But since most humans I've met are not able to survive underwater, yeah. it's probably a good idea that we to learn play. how to do what we're doing, yeah. we take appropriate equipment, and we make sure that we're medically safe to do this uh, ahead of time.
0: Okay, I don't want to scare people away. That leads me to my next question. Is it dangerous? Because out of my experience, my first time when I went Actually, somebody told me, you're going diving today. And <laughs> I'm like, I'm not ready for this. Well, you're probably never ready. It's uh, my, my question, is it dangerous? Is it something people have to be afraid? Well, of every, everything scary? we do is dangerous. Um, like diving, thing.
1: No, not even. Like if you've sat on the couch on Monday, it could be dangerous for you to sit on the couch for the rest uh, of your okay, life yeah. and <laughs> end up with a congenital heart I, defect. I like your way of it, You know, everything yeah. in life has its dangers. And diving is no exception. There are some specific dangers with diving. Yeah. Um, um, and that's why we like to give the best training possible to reduce those risks as much as possible. Yeah. Um, you know, people often have worries about, oh, what if I'm going to run out of air? And like running out of air, it would be hugely dangerous. <laughs> now, 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 that's really clear. But yeah, because, let's avoid this. <laughs> because running out of air would be hugely dangerous, yeah. we take big steps that you won't run out of air. Like for instance, I mean, I, when was the last time you ran out of gas in your car?
0: Never. <laughs> okay,
1: and why did you never run out of gas in your car? <laughs>
0: because I have an indicator I'm taking care okay. <laughs>
1: So funnily enough, we have similar indicators with our air tanks. So we have ways of checking how much air we have. We routinely check that air and especially when you're under instruction with us. Absolutely. We will remind you yeah. to be checking your air. And it's not something that's very technical. It's as simple as a gas fuel gauge on a car. Yeah. Um, you can see how much air you have. So the things that people are most worried about Those have been thought through way ahead of time, Um, so we have things to mitigate those risks and to keep things very safe. People also think that they're gonna get eaten by sharks, um, I, I, like, I, when I see a shark, I take a photo, I don't, yeah, I'm, I'm not I'm in, imminently at, at fear of that shark eating me. Um, so often people's fears are very different to the reality and, and this is why through proper training um, we're actually able to explain those risks and also explain how we behave to really mitigate those risks yeah. um, and bring those down to a very manageable level. Um, it's not, you know, there will always be stories of things that do unfortunately Go wrong, but there's often times when clear mistakes have been made. You know, so we we work with a team of professionals to make sure that we're working with people that are going to consistently deliver a safe experience for our customers.
0: Hardly such things like accidents. Uh, You, uh, that's what out of my experience, you're saying there have been uh, made mistakes, and that's what when when something happens it was always some stupidity, somebody not following the rules. That's yeah. what, what I hear. I've knock on words never been in such a situation, uh, but when you hear about uh, something went wrong, uh, it uh, went wrong when people did not follow the rules. That's... Yeah, and
1: and I'll be honest with you, instructors have made mistakes in the past, yeah. not here with us, and I, I've not actually heard of it here in, in Mexi- you know, there's our part of Mexico, but you know, we as an industry, we always try to learn from Absolutely. mistakes. Yeah. And and often as well, particularly when someone's under instruction, we don't really want to pin the blame on the student. Maybe the instructor should have done more to make sure yeah. the the student knew not to do that. Yeah. And you know, so but like the vast majority of injuries are someone pinched the their, 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 the tank against their thumb, yeah. or someone um, tripped up wearing a fin, or something like this. Like yeah. so, when when people sort of think of diving and they want to see our accident book, you know, our accident <laughs> book is is pretty mundane. There's there's no shark attacks. No. There's no ran out of air and never saw again. It's it is things like slipped in a fin or cut nail, <laughs> uh, cut nail, stubbed stub toe against boat, Ex- things the- like this. They're they're not that exciting. (laughs) Um, So yeah, there are dangers, but we're pretty good at knowing what diving's about. Now, I'm not saying I could turn you into a very safe skydiver. I don't know much about the risks (laughs) in skydiving, so I'd be pretty terrible at mitigating those. But with diving, um, being part of, uh, being a paddy dive shop, we're aware of the overall risks of diving. um, And we're learning not just from the divers that we've taught, but worldwide, the millions of divers that yeah. have learned to dive, every, every time that there's a course, it's an extra experience for, for the community as a whole to learn the, the tips and tricks to keep things as safe and as enjoyable as possible.
0: It's, it's an all interest, obviously. To, uh, we had that conversation before, nobody uh, would be uh, lying himself into a, a course or into a dive. It would just not be safe. So safety is in our own interest. Absolutely, I I, I agree with you. Okay, um, how easy is the first dive setup? Let's say somebody is listening to that to that podcast now, laying on the beach. It's uh, I don't know uh, eight a.m. in the in the night, and tomorrow he wants to go diving. Uh, he shows up here at the dive shop, saying, "Hey, I just listened to Kai's podcast, and I want to go dive." What is involved? How how quickly? Uh, will he be
1: able to? So the way it would work is that, we met, we touched on the medical issues yes. before, like before we get too excited about any of this, <laughs> we do always need to just double check that medical. Um, I so it, assuming that they are fit and, and healthy for diving, yes. um, then what we would do is we would pair them up with one of our instructors. now. At this point, as a non-diver, they can either choose to do the full open water course or the Discover Scuba Diving course, which is the one-day experience. Um, Either way, they'd be in a group of no more than four clients to just one of our instructors. Um, And What we would do is is have a chat with the the person, just understand whether they've had any experiences like this before, um, confident in the water, that type of thing, and we'd run through a small briefing before taking the person to a a swimming pool. Um, In the swimming pool for Discover Scuba Diving, we're gonna run through a few activities just to put people's mind at rest and explain some of the things that's really important we don't do. We touched on safety earlier as well. So there are a few things that ultimately a student could do that is going to make things pretty dangerous for them. So we need to explain those to them um, and just run through a few skills in the water just to put um, students' mind at, at rest. So their their first breaths underwater will be in a nice, calm and controlled environment of a swimming pool. Um, so we'll get them underwater, go, go through a few skills and. Normally, this takes around about an hour uh, for Discover Scuba Diving. With open water courses, they'd actually be gone for the entire day and will take as long as it takes to go through the very important
0: skills. Because, because there are more skills for that certification.
1: Ultimately, remember we said earlier that they're learning to be completely self-autonomous yeah. divers, yeah. Um, so they need to know a whole lot more. With Discover Scuba Diving, they'll always be diving next to an instructor, and the bring... instructor can do everything for them. Yes. For the open water course, it's really important we spend extra time explaining many more facets of diving yeah. so that they can then go through the rest of their lives as a fully trained and qualified so diver. mainly
0: the difference between the discover scuba diver and the open water you're saying the discover is just for one day I want to give it a try let's see how that works out or the other one is I want to do this I dedicate more time into that uh, certification. Exactly, it's a little bit
1: more time and and therefore cost, but it is then a benefit for life because you've got that certification that lasts a lifetime. Now, don't get me wrong, if you get certified in the next week or so and then you don't dive again for three years, I, you know, any reputable dive center is going to insist that you go through a pretty extensive refresher program. But you still have that certification. But you still have the certification. So you're, you know, many steps ahead of, of anyone who's doing the Discover Scuba Dive program. You've done the one experience, but if you ever want to go diving, I mean, if you went diving with us in the subsequent days, we wouldn't go back to the pool with you. We would take you just straight to the ocean, but if you go to another dive shop in another part of the world or you leave it a fair bit of time, we're going to need to go through the full Discover Scuba Dive program again and you're always going to be very close to an instructor. You're not going to be maybe having the full choice of dive sites because you are restricted in your maximum depth and we're probably not going to take Discover Scuba Divers to the slightly more Uh, challenging dive sites which might have some characteristics that are more exciting than others so you, you know the Discover Scuba Dive program is great as a taster but I wouldn't suggest someone spends their entire life going from your know, resort to resort, you, uh, doing once, subsequent discoveries Once you like
0: rush. it, you should go for the uh, certification, yeah, if you, for your own safety reason, but as well, for, as you said, more, let's say, deeper dives, for more experiences. Yeah, obviously.
1: It, it does open up many more opportunities,
0: for sure. I, I, I understand, and um, the, the purpose of the podcast, get people to try yes. scuba diving, the DSD, the Discover Scuba Diver uh, Diving, is... Uh, what would be the, the first choice? So
1: if that's the case then, so we've, we've spent our, our hour in the pool, yeah. um, we've gone through some skills, make sure that you're really comfortable. The way we work it, we have a fair bit of time built in. So if you're still not completely comfortable, we can actually spend an extended period of time in the pool yeah. just to continue to build on those skills and make sure the, the student is really Obviously, comfortable.
0: You don't want to push someone literally with a tank in the no, water. No, exactly. You want them to enjoy it. To exactly. Comfortable.
1: Yeah, and the, and if someone isn't comfortable, I'd much rather spend another 20 minutes in that pool, Absolutely. and then they go and really enjoy the ocean, yeah. rather than we just jump out the pool after an hour and say, right, time's up, hours up, right, let's go, we're gonna hope for the best in the ocean. Um, <laughs> that, I mean, that type of approach, I mean, statistically, it's gotta work sometimes, but I don't like the statistics. I'd no, rather, you, I'd rather spend a bit- want them to
0: come back. I'd rather obviously. spend a bit more
1: time. Well, the thing is, they'll always come back, because they're right next to an instructor. We're gonna do everything for them. But if they spend their entire worrying because they never quite understood something in the pool, um, then that's gonna be a pretty crappy dive. Like ultimately, people are paying for this magical experience. And if they've got this worry in the back of their mind that can be alleviated with an extra couple of minutes in the pool, I'd rather spend that extra time with them. So when they go to the ocean, they they're really confident in what they've learned in the pool and they can make the most of their time in the ocean.
0: Those uh, additional 20 minutes can actually uh, make or change their rest of their life. That's that. how I uh, look at it. It's not the same but when we're going snorkeling, when we have first-timers snorkeling, our guides always take that extra 20, 30 minutes time to get the people comfortable in the water. If it takes that much, it has to take that much. Because after that, that's where it happens. That person decides I will never snorkel or scuba dive again, or I actually enjoyed that and I do it again. And we have many times people coming back saying, you know what, I went in, country x, I don't want to blame a country, but uh, they just pushed us all in the water, 40 of yeah. us, and it was horrible. I don't never ever want to do that again. No. Well, um, that, that's where it went wrong. So. I mean, ultimately, like, the, <laughs> the, the, the priceless item
1: here is a Paddy Discover scuba dive, but realistically, no one's paying to do a Paddy Discover scuba yeah. dive. They're paying to go and dive and be underwater and see fish and see coral and have a nice time. Yeah. No one's gonna say, hey, did you put your head underwater and breathe while you were underwater using scuba <laughs> equipment? Like, because if they don't enjoy it, that's all they've achieved. But yes. by spending that extra time and meaning that someone's you know capable of actually enjoying the dive, they get to achieve the actual outcome that they wanted. I guess that's what you're saying about snorkeling. Yeah. Right? No one's saying, I want to snorkel, Kind, I want to put my head in the water and breathe from a tube near no, a whale shark no, they want to go and swim next to a whale shark using a snorkel and see the whale shark and if they're spending all of their time you know freaking out because this is the first time they've ever been in the ocean yeah. with a snorkel and <laughs> yeah. like did you see the whale shark oh, not really because I was so concerned about this new equipment I've that's, got on my mouth yeah. then that's not an enjoyable that's experience always
0: as well saying on a side note uh, whale shark tour is not uh, a good time to start snorkeling no no it's not well, um, that was, yeah, I, I, I agree with that. Let's do the, the last one. Um, any tips for the, well, obviously nervous mind or the, the people which are nervous about the, they consider, but they are nervous. And that's a common thing. I. Sorry, my word, my language. I shit my pants the first time. I was like, this is going wrong. I don't know where it's coming I from. I knew that someone made a mess in that wetsuit <laughs> for some reason. I shit my
1: wetsuit. Do you now out. have any idea how long it took us to clean that wetsuit? Oh, sink? thank no. you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, but obviously it's something new and I'm an adventurous person. I would describe myself as that. But uh, I was nervous and I can imagine everybody else is the very first time. Any tips, any advices?
1: Well, we we tailor everything we do to the person. So someone who's super confident in the water, will go through this relatively quickly, typically. But when we do get those people who are nervous, and bear in mind we've seen hundreds of people go through these courses each year, we can see in, in people from the way they speak, from the way they act. Body language, we'll we'll, body you know, we'll but, ask yeah. them what it is that they're concerned about. Um, and then we take things nice and slowly. For example, like one technique that we use for someone who's super nervous, what we might do is just walk them down steps into a pool. Now that's something they've probably done before. Yes. So, so far this is not too, too dangerous and they're stood waist deep in a pool, maybe with just a snorkel and mask on, yeah. okay? At this point, we'll ask them just to bend at their hips breathe in, hold their breath, and put their face in the water. When they need to breathe again, come out and then breathe out. So that's step one, That's so far you're just literally putting your head in the water, bending at the hips, staying on your feet the first time. And we will work up slowly from that to having your face in the water, breathing from the snorkel, then putting the dive gear on, again, just bending at the hips, breathing through the, um, through the dive equipment, feeling like you're happy, then maybe having you just kick your feet float around the surface on your dive equipment, just breathing with your dive equipment. Then when, and this might be like half an hour into the training, this might be the first time when we actually say, okay, well we have spent half an hour working our way up to this, let's now just very slowly kneel down on the bottom of the pool, The, the surface of the water is only inches above your head, but we're now gonna actually, for the first time, breathe with our entire head underwater. Um, So we can build things up really nice and slowly. Like I say, we've seen it all before. We've got those tips and tricks to make people feel at ease. Um, And ultimately, we don't wanna push people beyond their comfort zone. If people are fundamentally uncomfortable with it, that's fine, but what I would like to do is see how much we can just gently bend that comfort zone. If they say, oh, I'm really nervous about kneeling down with my head underwater, That's fine. That's not going to be the first thing we do. We're going to go just one step back from that and just build up. And and don't get me wrong. This is not something you know. If you're completely happy and comfortable, we will do things a lot quicker than this. But if you need that time, we we have small groups so we can build that into our training. We have the ability to go nice and slowly and take everyone on this journey that we love. I, I said at the very beginning, we want to see smiles, yeah. so if yeah. you start pushing people, you're not going to get that smile, so no, there's no incentive at all. all for our instructors who are, are built on trying to get people really happy in the water, there's no incentive for people pushing people beyond their comfort levels. Um, so in terms of, there's no not one tip or technique for nervous people, um, I think the biggest thing is just using our experience and breaking everything down step by step into nice, comfortable steps that people are happy with.
0: That sounds, um, makes sense and sounds great. Um, I'm, let's go sc- uh, scuba diving, <laughs> I'm in the mood again. Um, well, thank you very much. I. I would say we covered pretty much. I'm hoping you, as uh, our travel tips podcast listeners, you are in the mood now to go scuba diving. Like I said, our trusted dive center here in Playa de Carmen is Tank Ha Dive Center. You find it in the in the city center. We are on the first street here, uh, right in front of the hotel The Royal. And uh, well, you can look them up as well on the internet. You find them there. I will. Uh, put the contact information or the website in the in the comment section of uh, today's podcast. If you have any any last words you want to say, advice? No, it's great. Not, I'm I hope thank it's you. Been helpful? No, I'm me too. <laughs> thank you very much, Matt. Uh, if you are still listening, you are awesome. If you consider that as an hope, a helpful uh, podcast, well, please share it, put a like on it, and uh, well, talking to you tomorrow again. Thank you very much. Thank you, Matt.